it's Jacob from Thornhill. You're listening to Interview Under Fire. Fucking horns up, baby. I want All right, guys and girls, I want to welcome you all back to a new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here. As always, today, I have the honor of speaking with the exceptionally talented Jacob Charlton. Uh, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today, man. You know, this is definitely an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Thornhill with the drop of your highly anticipated album, Heroin, uh, set to release June 3rd, I believe. Next, well, yeah, next week uh, through UNFD. Central. Uh, Jacob, I want to start things off by, you know, commending you on all the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far. I mean, especially with those mind-blowing singles, Archangel, Raw, Hollywood, uh, Casanova, to name a few. You know, there's so much to discover about this release and what you're all about before we get to all that and beyond. Okay, I know we talked about it sort of between the, you know, before the interview started. I know you guys just wrapped up a tour alongside Dayseeker here in the States. I mean, talk about getting excited again after what we all have experienced for the last two years, bro, two things. How are you (laughs) obviously? And have you had the chance kind of just to take it all in? I feel like it's been kind of a rush for the last two years, Mm. you know, Mm, it's been very go, go, go. Um, we're definitely tired. I'll say that much. <laughs> six a, weeks, six for, weeks for a good reasons. Time. For good reasons, I feel. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was a lot. Like we're very, very full on, and we've never. It's funny. Like we went from, you know, you everyone's got that steady incline when you know you're having your successes and et cetera when you're growing yeah. as a band, but it went like it just stopped through COVID and now it's just like and we're freaking out with all of this stuff trying to work at the same time and trying to figure it all out but it's been it's been really amazing like America was such a great time for us and it was really fun to you know get back on tour and meet new people and play new venues and really try and like put in all the hard work that we gained throughout the lockdowns I think because we just really worked hard and it's been cool to kind of see that working for us so it's been it's been fun i am um i'm ready i think i'm ready now you know i i, I want to switch gears here jacob you know because i want to wind the clock back here to 2015 maybe even before that because for, for fans, <laughs> when is that <laughs> what is that what is that number right never the- heard of it <laughs> because for fans and listeners who may not know because you guys are from melbourne you know, uh, if you could just briefly talk about, you know, that defining moment in your life that led to the inception of Thornhill with you, Ethan, Ben, Nick and Matt into what it is today, because I feel like you guys have been on quite the journey in that short amount of time. You know, how did you five, you know, come together in the end and realize that this is what you wanted to do with your life? Mm, um, for me, I well, I was always in music. My parents put me in very early. Um, and so I think it was always kind of what I was going to do. Um, and I met Ethan in high school in, I think like year eight or year nine. Um, and we just were in rival battle of the bands. Like we were in different bands, kind of (laughs) playing different stuff. And then, um, we kind of came together on the music that we liked and decided to start a band together. Um, and we performed a couple of times at school. And it was like a big deal for us. I think it was like a big light bulb moment as like individuals. And we were like, okay, this is really cool. And then we started writing in class a lot of the time in the back of the room on our, on our iPads and 
just like recording stuff and just trying to figure it all out, trying to work it all out. Um, and then Maida, who is our drummer, he uh, also went to school with us and he was the year below. And he was our drummer in the end, I think, for a bit. And we just kind of went from there straight to the studio because we just knew that yeah. this was what we were going to do. And um, Cage, the bassist, he, how did he come about? Oh, yeah. Um, he messaged Ethan on YouTube because Ethan had a cover up of a Northland song on YouTube and he tried to get him to join his band. Sick. And Ethan, Ethan was like, nah, you can join my band. And then Cage <laughs> was like, okay. <laughs> um, and then um, MVD was, he was our manager at the very start. Um, he took us on okay. really early. And then um, when Sam left our original guitarist from high school, um, he joined and then here we are. And it's all just been, fumbling over each other until now and we've just yeah. somehow pulled it together and you know speaking of like you know meeting your bandmates and i i also want to i'm going to mention three names to you okay jacob mm -hmm. you tell me what mm -hmm. they mean to you and then you can add more mm -hmm. to it but i feel like this is an important part about who you are elvis justin Ooh. timberlake gwen Ooh. stefani <laughs> oh what do those names three what do those names mean to you you can add more but I feel like it's mm. a big part about who you are and to, mm. you know, what it is. I don't know if you've had a chance to talk about this a lot with other publications, but I want to give you this moment to, you know, I think, I think that's important. Mm. They're definitely, those are the big three, I think for me in terms of not even just as a vocalist, but as a performer, I think it was something that I, when I, when I signed up to be the vocalist of the band, I didn't think it, I, it, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't mm -hmm. know what it could mean i guess in a way like there were so many things about it that i didn't know because i remember i used to play guitar in thornhill like when we were beginning like yeah. i was the guitarist and ethan and i just could not find the vocalist and we just couldn't make it work and i just remember one day just being like okay i'll give it a crack like i'll try i'll do it um and i did it and i've been stuck here ever since and i didn't I didn't know that it's not <laughs> this you know, is a I good thing man. what came into it like I didn't know and you know I've been learning for like the past six years what it means every every show I play and um I just remember getting to the end of the TDP cycle where it was like okay I can sing now like I've worked that part out but now there's more to singing like and I really wanted to find artists that really encapsulate that like really embody a character and mm -hmm. like especially female singers they, they're huge in that they can really own everything that they sing about and it was one of those things that i i listened back to the dark pool and i didn't do that like i didn't even know what that meant i just sung i just hit the notes i needed to hit um you know read out the lyrics that i wrote and that's the end of the story but now especially for this album i wanted so much more and i think that there is so much more i can still give but I just wanted to really, I just wanted more. I just wanted so much more. And I knew, I knew that if we were going to take the next step as a band, or at least in here, if I was going to take that next step as a band, I really wanted to give it everything I've got and like really push myself in ways that I didn't even think was possible. And that was, you know, learning. I just taught myself how to dance you know, from videos online, Bro. like, and there's no, there's no males online. 
like you search up dance videos and how to do it there aren't any they just do hip-hop shit they just teach you how to shuffle and stuff like i wanted to learn how to like move and i think i what i figured out is that not even like i just needed the basics and then i can build on that as like who i am because dancing is all interpretation really it's the same as vocals it's the same as lyrics like you are just moving to your music if you embody that character then people are going to see it and they're going to like it and they're going to enjoy it or they're not and either way there's no in between it's either people are not going to like what you do or they're going to love what you do and i think if you keep that confidence and you really build your self-esteem that way then embodying that character is going to make sense for people and And it was something i really wanted to do so those three um those three do that in my opinion like they move to their music they own their music they are their music they are their brand they are their persona and it was something that i don't really see in heavy music anymore i don't think as a front man like i think there's just like in my opinion there's more that you can do and there's more that you can be and that's where i'm aiming Remember what I said about before this interview started, how I've never heard a metalcore, rec- metalcore record like this before? What did you just say? Mm. Because I felt like you actually gave not only Thornhill, but even the genre of metalcore, like a whole different personality that I wasn't even aware of. It actually even shows dedication to your craft, having these three names. I mean, you don't hear them in heavy metal, for Christ's sake, you don't, you know? But yeah, you're, you bringing it, you're bringing this recipe and you're making it your own, Jacob. You, you, like I said, I don't mean it's not like a broken record. You're, you're giving it a personality that other people that and may not have experienced metalcore before. You're also bringing in a new audience at the same mm-hmm. time, which is great to see. I love it when, you know, people like you are stepping outside the box, you know, I, you know kind of almost even dare I add is stepping outside of comfort zone, teaching yourself out to dance, dude. I can't mm. dance word shit. I wouldn't, Neither. I wouldn't know Neither, like, though. what to search on YouTube. What do I learn? Neither. I had, I had no <laughs> what idea. What did you search? I, like what, what happened? What happened? Like you well, gotta tell me this. I, I tried a couple of times. Like I tried, I, I, it was like a, it was a never ending battle. I'll tell you that much. But like I searched, you know, how to fucking dance, how to do basic moves. There's nothing there. I literally was like, okay, one thing I really want to bring to heavy music is like the idea that instead of head banging, yeah. you're using that and you're moving it to your hips and you're, you're moving your hips to that beat instead. You're really bringing it down to a whole body movement. And it was something okay. that I was like, I searched up how to move your hips. Like, how do you, cause it's hard. It's hard if, when you don't know how to dance like me, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I just watched women teach me how to move my hips. And from there, I just built everything myself. I just practiced. I just did it in the mirror. And then I've learned it. I just do it now. Do you have a YouTube channel that maybe, I don't know, you're teaching dance moves to others? I don't know. Like Oh, fuck no. I am way out of that. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm doing still. I am just kind of. Now, Bro. now that I know the basics, I just yeah. do whatever. I'm just saying. This. I'm just saying. You guys are about to release uh, one of the album of the year contenders. If you oh, can, you me. imagine if you release like a video. All right, hey, this is Jacob from Thornhill. I'm going to teach you how to shake your hips to uh, uh, to to run. You know, something like that. Yeah. You know, and yeah, <laughs> it's just. I don't think people would be very interested in that. Yeah. I think uh, here's one. Here's the one tutorials. to Archangel. Here's the one to Hollywood. Yeah. All right. This yeah. is how you do it. And then check this out. Hear me out. 
and then you go tour, what's going to happen? You're going to see all like the crowd. They're going to do exactly mm. what you did on the video. I'm just saying that's just an mm. idea. I'm just a fan mm. out there, but I'm I'm just saying you can go even further into this dimension mm. as much as you wanted to because you started. If people wanted it, I'll do you, it. This is going to be this is not just a podcast on YouTube, bro. This is going to be all over like every streaming service. So it's going to be all over the world. Mm. People are going to hear it. If you're hey, petition for Jacob to create a YouTube channel for <laughs> for dance videos I'm dance saying, i'll do it man i'll do it for you dude um <laughs> because i feel like and again i i'm really i love that answer it really shows that you you really kind of just created your own identity which i feel mm. like people kind of just go into a band all right are these the are these the bullet points okay check 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 i feel like mm. in metal you're kind of in that closed box but the best part about heavy metal music is that you do have that creativity you know you won't be, I mean, I mean, I feel like with pop and like everything else, everything's kind of like just, okay, here's this, do that. With metal, I feel like, okay, I'm going to make it my own world and we're going to create our own style, you know? Uh, shout out to Will from Wind Waker. They're doing their own thing. Like, I feel like no one's doing whatever they're doing. And then you guys are doing your thing. That's why it's just, it's a great thing to see, Jacob. And I, I, I do want to uh, give you that moment to realize that you are doing something that's, that not, a, I hope a lot of people are starting to catch on. You know, I may mean, start shit and looking up like dance videos up on YouTube, trying to figure out what <laughs> my life. And I can <laughs> shaking my hips to Thornhill's music. That's a, that's a goal now. Now that's a goal. It'll, it'll feel good. <laughs> it'll feel good when you get to like the songs that are really good for it. A Casanova for sure. And even like um, um, Valentine. Yeah. There's heroin. Some, Those ones. The, the song good. I'm thinking of God heroin, the title track at the end. It's a thing of beauty. The song I'm thinking that's of is um, I, I think it's. Is it Hollywood? I think it was Hollywood. There's this part at the end where I was just like, "What is this? Like, I, like this is uh, this is amazing." The compositions between the songs. I, I'm gonna get to that in a second, um, <laughs> but I want to kind of go back to like, I feel like this is important because the touring life and the live music experience for you personally, Jacob. Because you guys, and I feel like this can't be ignored. It can't be because you guys have shared the stages alongside some of my personal favorites, North Lane. Architects, mm. Parkway Drive, and Hearts Wake, mm. uh, uh, Beartooth, Make Them Suffer. Majority of those bands we've actually had on, on Interview Under Fire. Shout out to those bands. But you guys have also played at, unless it's still yet to come, Full Tilt and Unity. Have you guys played those festivals yet already? Uh, we did Unify and Full Tilt earlier this year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we covered maybe just like in a year within all that, all those events. You've done so much in so little time. Would you say that you have a newfound appreciation of the touring life now considering what's happened in the last two years yeah i well i definitely think we've hit a stride with that which is good because like when i was still young and learning how to sing and things like i was very much scared you know about how my voice is going to hold uh -huh. up like things like that because as a vocalist touring is so much different to any other band member i think and i think it gets yeah. lost a lot like you you've got to put your voice first like you're gonna want to stay up you're gonna want to go and hang out with everyone and you're gonna want to yell and scream and have fun and stuff but like if you really care about how like if you put your performance first which i always do it's like it can be a bit of a downer sometimes because you got to play it smart and you got to be safe and you got to like look after yourself so but i have learned especially after that american tour of doing like 34 shows or something crazy yeah. like that like I can do it now. Like I, I'm obviously at a, at a point where I can like enjoy being on tour and 
not worrying about how I'm going to be every night. That's been really fun. And also hitting a hitting a groove with like us as a band, as a unit now, even with like doing all the makeup stuff that we're doing and the outfitting stuff that we're doing. And it's like, it's such a cool blanket to put on yourself before a show because it really puts you in the persona. Because I mm-hmm. think like when we used to play, you just like, you're wearing whatever you were wearing anyway and you just get on stage and get off stage. And it was like, I don't think that, for us that's just not it now that we do the whole like we have a whole like routine of like what we put on and how we dress and move and how we do our makeup and how we get on stage and how we look it's been it's been so much more exciting every night to kind of do that and then get off and get changed and be you know who we really are kind of thing it's been really fun to kind of have a separation and be able to just like get on stage and just really own what we're trying to do. That's been really fun. And I feel like that's also an extension of who you guys are as musicians, not, you know, not just people, but as musicians. And let me add, I come from a family of musicians. Uh, Jacob, Mm. my mom's a, uh, she's a a professional music artist from back home. Mm. I was, I was born, I was born in Bangladesh actually. So uh, back home, she's very, she's very popular. Both of my brothers are drummers. I play bass and violin. So when you talk about what you're telling me, what what you're experiencing, like, I feel that, you know, when you're on stage, it just feel like you're taking on a different persona. It actually helps if you're just, I feel like if I'm on stage by myself, just, which is great, but I kind of want to be in a different state mentally. I feel like for me, that's healthy, you know, and Mm. you kind of, kind of, you get a chance to step away from your life for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, how long your set is it's it's relieving. Do you, would you feel the same way? Like it's. Yeah. Sometimes I do for sure. Like when I, when I'm having a good show, when I'm feeling good and the crowd is really understanding what we're giving or we're just doing a good job at it that night. Like it really does feel like it's right. Like it does feel right. And we feel really good. And I don't reckon we've felt like that until now. Mm -hmm. I think we've really, especially like shows like, Full Tilt for us in Australia was probably one of the best shows we've ever played ever. I definitely think it might Holy be shit. top three for me ever. Like I've never seen crowd reaction for us like that. And just like feeling like we did on stage was just really, really fucking sick. So I'm really keen to keep progressing with everything that we're doing and doing more, to be honest. Like I, I want to keep expanding. I want to keep doing more and building more on the character like that's going to be because i don't even think i've hit the sides yet like i know mm-hmm. i want more ethan and i definitely want more especially like m- like makeup and costuming and like all of it it's going to be a lot more fun when we um get yeah i was gonna add that i went to film school for three years in la so i feel like you guys mm. have that you actually have that cinematic vibe when you're on stage i've seen your i've seen your mm. videos like holy shit mm. i wish Here's the thing. We're in, I'm in Dallas. We have this festival that's happening this weekend. I don't know if you heard about it. It's called the So What Festival. I mm-hmm. wish you guys were performing. It's a three-day festival. I mean, the headliners are like Under Oath, The Ghost Inside, Sum 41. Sure. It's like Thornhill would fit so perfectly in that lineup. And I was looking through the line. I was like, are they playing in Dallas again? And then I found out, yeah, you guys were just here, but you guys are coming back mm-hmm. here in trees. Anyway, again, um, that cinematic tone that you guys put on stage and you talk about doing more. Let's get to yeah. more. Let's get to heroin, bro. Drops June mm. 3rd on UNFD. UNFD. 
I feel like we have to mention them because this makes you label mates alongside bands like Era, Silverstein, like Monster Flames, uh, Hollow Front, I believe. We just had them on our show not too long ago. I mean, what's the feeling like, you know, kicking off another new chapter of the band with a label like UNFD backing you? It was it was really cool because we didn't know how they were going to react <laughs> to the new stuff. Like we thought we, we were like we didn't know how they were going to be. We didn't know if they were going to be like, mm, it's not it's not what the dark pool was. Are you sure about that? But they they back us. Yeah. A hundred percent, which has been so lovely. And they've always got ideas like um, Kate is an absolute diamond and she always is pushing us for more stuff. And yeah. Shout out to trying her. to give us yeah shout out to her for sure like just trying to give us as many different outlets and opportunities as she can because you know we, we annoy the shit out of them and just want all this stupid stuff that like because we just want to do that's more. okay just, that's okay let me tell you you yeah. should do that <laughs> yeah i just i just want to try things um especially as many things as we can that we don't see heavy bands doing like i just really want to do as much as possible and they are always right there with us and it's been you know it's been lovely we couldn't have done it without them for sure they're yeah, sh- very yeah. supportive shout out to kate and unfd and as i love that label because they're a uh, upstart mm-hmm. label you know by themselves and here they are they're bands like you not only are they backing you you're kind of backing them as well at the same time that's a great mm-hmm. thing to see this is the second album all right before we get into the core of this mind trip of a record you mentioned the Dark Pool. For people who don't know, this is the follow-up to 2019's debut album. That's their debut album, Dark Pool, all right? Which I felt, again, my opinion, I felt it really put you guys on the map within the metal community. And there are certain blueprints for a debut, Jacob. This serves as a great example. Why am I saying that? The reason why I'm saying that is because that not was uh, was that wasn't only a great record, but... I'm going to throw some numbers at you because you garnered some nominations, including Best International Breakthrough Artist at the 2020 Heavy Music Awards, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. You had the Best Independent Heavy Album at the 2020 AIR Awards. Uh, this album has amassed over, and still counting, 32 million streams and I believe it's 3 million YouTube views on its music video. Bro, I, I like how mm. you're just like kind of just calm right now, but man, here you are. New year, new album, you know, new chapter for the band. I, I can even even say that pressure. Was there any such thing as pressure for you, Jacob, when you guys decided to sit down and write again for a new album or even just a follow up? Considering what do we hear a lot? Right. The sophomore slump. Did that ever even cross your head or were you just like, you know what? Fuck it. We got our debut album out the way. Now we can just write how we want when we want the way we want mm-hmm. what was the basically attitude? that yeah. i don't know that's basically a that's that, a loaded yeah. question i know but i think it's an important no 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 it's an important one for sure we no we weren't at all <laughs> worried or scared to be honest um i think in our brain or at least the way ethan and i talk about it is that the first one was a bit of a nerve-wracking one just because we were still so young and we mm-hmm. really wanted to follow like we know how important that first album is um and so i think we played it safe on that and i think we both think that a bit but for this next one we weren't at all worried about it it was kind of it was just going to be whatever it was going to be we never really try and think about what we're going to write it's just whatever's going to feel right to us and we just keep finding that feeling and just following that path i think 
Um, because like you said, it's a new chapter for us. It was always going to be something different. Mm-hmm. And we're just gonna, you know, we we can't ever stay in one spot because it just doesn't feel good. And that's not the point of creativity, in my opinion. Like if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. And that's your own thing, like cool. But yeah. for us, like I don't think we were gonna ever do that. I just want to just keep trying new things and keep trying to push ourselves as individuals, as musicians, as a band but even just through the genre as much as we can, because I think it needs a push. Like, I think it yeah. needs something new. And I think that's what we're trying to give. You know, when I was playing this record on the stereo, um, my partner, Corey, uh, came in the room. And the first thing he said was, oh, is that Deftones? Yeah. <laughs> the first song. So, so, you know, uh, one of my favorite bands also is Smashy Pumpkins. And, I love uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, by the way, top five records of all time. One of them for me is Siamese Dream. So that will never nice. change, ever, ever change. Um, and we've had Smashing Pumpkins on Interview on a Fire. So shout out to Jimmy Chamberlain, uh, the drummer from Cute. Smashing Pumpkins. You know, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, what is it? A silver Chair. Like, it's just like a oh, yeah. mishmash of all the four together in one. I mean, and I'm talking about the music, by the way, Jacob. Modern metalcore, atmospheric metalcore, if I can even call it that. I mean, I mentioned how the genre can get a little stale sometimes, but you guys really went outside the box. Again, that's not like a broken record. I've never heard a metal record like this before from songs like yeah. the Hellfire Club to Archangel to Hollywood to Raw. I can't even pick out, bro, which one's my favorite. I, I keep thinking that's my favorite track. No, it's Hollywood. No, it's Raw. No, it's the title mm. track at the end. There were so many twists and turns along this record it, it felt like you know how you watch a movie and you go back and you watch it again and then you miss something the first time he's like holy shit that mm-hmm. okay i didn't catch that the first time i kept going back to listen to certain parts over this record over and over again i love doing that and again from someone who went to film school like myself for three years i, I, I paying attention to detail mm-hmm. bro walk me through this man how much i don't know if you can't even answer this and that's okay if you can't but how much did things change when you first started composing on heroin to where you ended up finishing it did a lot change in between did nothing change did you already have a specific sound in mind from day one well i think i'm i'm feeling like we need a drink reason (laughs) yeah the reason you like this record is definitely because of film school i'll tell you that much because like (laughs) film is one of the biggest parts of this record especially lyrically and thematically but um yeah, I think we we started writing this pretty straight pretty straight away. Like Blue Velvet, I think it was Blue Velvet, Archangel, Hellfire, and Heroin. Those four tracks. Yeah, those were written before the first lockdown. Like we've wow. had those for ages. Like we were always going to do this. I think straight out of the dark pool. Like it wasn't yeah. really a big deal <laughs> or a big sound change for us, but it probably wouldn't have got to where it was if we didn't have that time. Um, I think the lockdowns really, we, we changed our writing style a lot for this one. The way it kind of used to work is we'd get in a room with Cage and we would write together. Um, but this time, because we couldn't be in a room with each other and you couldn't go anywhere, um, I had to learn how to record at home and Ethan had to record at home and he would, send me demos i would track vocals over it and send it back but in that vein um it meant that you could follow an idea without feeling awkward you without feeling like you're wasting people's time like all this sort of stuff i could really explore an idea 
even if it didn't turn out to be anything, it would still be worth that journey and you wouldn't feel at all pressured. And it was really cool in finding the character for me and finding, you know, the lyrical content and the way I sing and the way I project was like a really, it is a, a big journey that I kind of made by myself, which was really cool. And Ethan was able to do the same thing sonically. We were really able to just kind of move forward. I remember when we would send each other demos, it was always kind of like, oh, you might not like this. Here it is. Like, hear me out kind of thing. Like, really hear me out. Except it was really cool because we both understood what we wanted individually and we were able to kind of keep progressing. And the way that we, we wrote to a lot of film and to like snapshots of imagery and things like that. And it was a really great way to like gain the theatrics that we were after because it really was able to mold with the character I wanted to be. Um, and he was able to kind of build that stage for it. So it was really, it was a really fun, it was the first time we felt like we were working as a duo rather than against each other or just without knowledge of what we were doing. It definitely felt the most Thornhill yet. Can I ask you something? Of course. You can see me stroking my chin here. I'm itching to get this out. Were you watching any films during this time that influenced you? Absolutely. Oh, Please tell me. <laughs> Um, well, oh, you, we, have, you don't have to like list all of them, but it's like, I, I can't help. I'll give ask. you a couple. Okay. I'll give you a couple. So, uh, she's all that for sure was for varsity. Wow. Um, hero- heroin was the prom scene from Buffy the vampire slayer. <laughs> what? And so was Buffy. Archangel. You know? <laughs> oh my um, God. Okay. Valentine was American beauty for sure. I rarely sit um, back like this during my interviews. You're like, mm, you're, mm. You've, blown my, you've blown my mind. <laughs> Fear and Loathing and Sin City for Hollywood and Leather Wings for sure. Um, THC was actually written to a 20s play, like a black and white play. Wow. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a couple there. Yeah. <clears throat> man, this is something that I feel like, man, we talked about you starting like a, like a dance channel on youtube i mean this is a <laughs> whole different dimension a side of you that i didn't even see coming like as far as like the film aspect of all this um that oh, is i was awesome, really man. interested on directing that was like my whole thing that's why i did all the videos yeah i've done floor directing man it's it's hard but i love it like yeah, it's, it's you really you really have the challenge but, the yeah but it's I'm hard gonna, to I mean, it's hard to direct and be in them at the same time you directed the did you direct the music videos i feel all like yeah man so how, tell me about that like what was was it challenging or was it like, man, this, I love this. Like you kind of just rubbing your hands behind the set. And you're just like, yeah, I get full control about how I want to shoot this. And you, you feel like you want to deliver the message into as far, you write the lyrics, right? And then you're translating into the visual aspect of things. Does that make it more fun for you? Or was it more like a challenge? Like, how do I convey this to the fans? I feel like I'm tying it into the, 50. Yeah. Okay. Like it was, it was very, like, it's hard. It was really, it was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work and a lot of planning, like a billion shot lists, I think I wrote, um, and just like picking what lenses I wanted and like what angles I wanted, because I really wanted to shoot. I wanted to shoot these videos so differently to yeah. anything you see, in, especially in our genre. I just, I'm very, I, I just wanted to kind of, I wanted to give you this band in a way that you haven't seen us at least or most. And, you know, there were things like Dutch angles and off center kind of shots and just trying to, trying to film the drum kit in a way that you don't see because filming the drums is so hard because they're, they're in one spot. 
and there's only so much you can get of them. But if you watch the videos, I've tried so hard to give you like ways to view Mater without making it stale and making it like mm -hmm. I'm not giving you the, you know, the symbol slow-mo hits, you know, and shit like that. I really wanted to give you these off-center shots that really like give you that abrupt character that he is because I really, one of the things I said to the boys was like, I don't want to be Jacob and Thornhill. I don't want that. We are all the same amount of talented. We are all Thornhill. I need you guys to build who you are as individuals so that I can shoot you yeah. like that. And you can go on stage and people know that's Nick from Thornhill. That's Maida from Thornhill. Like they know who you are. It's not just me. And they really brought that um, as well as like, cause I did all the costuming too. It was really fun to kind of dress them up and show them what we could be as a unit. And with the music videos, of course, like I'm a bit of a control freak, which is probably why I had to do it. But, um, you know, things that I really needed to showcase what we were after, especially with songs like Hollywood, because I think the movement of that song is one of the most proud we've been as a band structurally. And I kind of wanted to showcase the story and the characters of that and just show that these songs have an arc and that they they move like a film. Because if you read the lyrics, they're all written in script. I'm going to quote you here. You said, I realize you're not just singing your lyrics, which is you. Uh, you're emoting. You're conveying mm -hmm. a message or a feeling not only through vocals, but through performance. Check, mm -hmm. check, 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 check. And I felt like watching your music videos, Jacob, you really have a knack for cinematography. Um one of Thank my you. favorite I appreciate that. So one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know if you feel the same way, but Blade Runner 2049, uh, movies like yeah. uh, uh, Warrior. Uh, Warrior, I feel like doesn't get a big shout out, but Warrior with, um, oh, who's the, uh, it's Joel Edgerton and um, what's his face? The, the brothers who box. Anyway, the point is that movie, the way it's shot, like it's, it's dark, you know, it's mm -hmm. it, like, the, like the imagery, you have that kind of like that gritty, feeling i feel like i had that with your music videos too and mm. now i feel like as we keep diving more and more into like the mind frame of thornhill bro get get a freaking screenplay ready to go get you yeah, know i, I have written a couple <laughs> i have a screenplay too it's like this thick i haven't given it to anyone yet but i wrote it in film school yeah. and uh that's I'm, I'm, but see that's really cool that we kind of share that on the same level um Real quick, though, I'm going to give a shout out to we've done a lot of shout outs, but I'm going to give a shout out to your guitarist, Ethan. Um, not only mm. did you work on this album, but he also had a bulk of that alongside George Lever, who's known for his work with uh, Sleep Token and Loathe. George uh, makes okay. the album. Talk about these two guys for a minute here. Um, I'm sure there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you, Jacob, knowing that you had this team working on an album like, you know, uh, Heroin, right? Because it mm. brought the sound to life itself. We talked about the imagery, mm. but I feel like the sound is just as important. Mm. Um, it was, well, it, the heroin was self-produced. It was just yeah. Ethan and I. Um, and so we were able to do it all together in the end. I think we stayed at an Airbnb together with Cage and we tracked everything. Like I record, or most of the vocals, I would say. Man, you even like, you, you even like did it in, in like movie style, like as if you were an actor. You, you rent a room yeah. and you just like, you know put like yeah, lock yourself exactly. away from the public and yeah, uh -huh. this is what I'm going to do. Like you kind of, exactly. you again, outside the box thingy. Sorry. I didn't interrupt you, but I'm getting excited. No, 
<laughs> no, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's cool. It's cool that you can understand that sort of aspect because I don't think a lot of people have. And I think, you know, I don't really see um, the comments about the, you know, the visuals and the theatrics of it because I don't think people really well, they'll, they'll want to like drops. those parts. They'll see it Hopefully. now when this drops. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, we um, we all did it in that room and like most of the vocals were recorded in my bedroom you know all of it was very very like home studio because of like the covid of all the drums were recorded in a fucking garage like we didn't go to studios for this one like we wanted it to be a rock record very much yeah industrially old school like very mtv 90s kind of because not only is that what we wanted but that's kind of the hand we would dealt we didn't really have too much of a choice you know what yeah. i mean just from the, the situation of the world at the time, but we gave it all to George and we were like, please fix it, you know, do, do your best <laughs> to um, make this all work because, you know, we were all over the place just because of life at that time. And he was a diamond to work with. Obviously he, um, we, we had a lot of FaceTimes with him and we were able to like do as much as we can. Obviously it's very hard when they're in a different country, a different time zone. But, um, you know, we had enough revisions to try and, like, get it where we were happy with it. And um, I'm really happy with it. I, I'm pretty stoked with it. I'm happy so with it. I think it. it's everything it needed to be. And, you know, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, you know, the lyricism throughout this album was was really unique. I feel like we briefly talked about it, but you have a song like Raw, right? Mm. And, and I want to mention this because this is really cool. And I paid attention. Because it follows like the stories within these songs that you told follows an actress who responds to like various requests and like love letters. Oh, you, I feel like did you say did you say that? And Have like and that, like the, the yeah, and then like it was like a uh, desperate desperate attempts like made by like fans and stalkers after her like her yeah. first major success, right? And then mm. and then she's gonna appear in like a soon to be like like a cult film or something like that. Like that mm. like dude that like alone could just be a movie by itself. And then you have a song like Casanova, which is, I feel like also showed another side of Thornhill, which is about the, ex, you know, extensively like taxing experience of falling deeply for someone that, you know, you're here too afraid of to, you know, completely grab onto, you know, mm. I, I feel like with these messages, I, I mean, do you see these albums? Yeah, they are. They have that cinematic tone. They have that cinematic vibe. They have the messages embedded in, in between would you see these as like snapshots of where you are in a certain time in your life? Mm, probably not. I, hmm. I don't tend to bring myself too close to the lyrics I write just because like it feels ingenuine for me to express my life through these lyrics that other people are going to make their own. Like hmm. it's just not really my thing. Like I definitely have parts of me in there parts of me embedded like even hero heroin has like a couple of lines that are metaphors i kind of made up about you know friendships i have ethan and i especially and like just bits and pieces in there like even before i met my girlfriend um i feel like blue velvet was kind of written about her and i only know that now i didn't even know that it was almost kind of like i um what's the word i manifested it yeah okay i was gonna you say I mean? divine like, intervention or something like that so yeah, like, yeah yeah but there's they're, they're definitely the point of the lyrics in a sense is that they are written as characters through me i guess and that i've just like 
created these stories and these conversations just because of the character I wanted to be in these songs. So it's more, it's more acting than anything. Man, talk about creativity on a whole different level. I've never seen anything like this. Um, I feel like, I feel like this is can really, I hope when this podcast drops, it can inspire other people who are inspired to get into the scene to actually, yeah, you can take all of your influences and man, you have, you've been busy with directing. I mean, I mean, writing costume designing, Mm -hmm. it's just, and your costume designing, I feel like I don't know how you come up with those costumes because they're just like <laughs> you do, you're doing everything for the band. You need to get like have someone else like help you with this because I feel like you're doing a lot <laughs> too. Because I, I yeah. feel like people really need to see this, and I can't wait for this podcast to drop to for everyone to listen about what Thornhill is all about because I feel like it's just what's on the surface. And you know that that what is that metaphor this uh, picture we see that iceberg and then like mm. a little tip. And you see that huge mm. little <laughs> the bulk at mm. the bottom. That's what's 100%. going on here, you know? So, uh, you know, we've covered, man, uh, Jacob, this has been great. You know, I know we've covered a good amount on this awesome interview. You know, thank you so much for, you know, sharing about, you know, who you are and what Thornhill is all about, you know, from the different, you know, experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we've discussed about, you know, performing for as long as you have and, and the people you have met and worked with during these few headbanging records i mean you guys are not only representing the great continent of australia but making a statement with these two albums even shout out to those two eps you had before that i'm excited mm-hmm. to see where you guys go from here this is definitely something that you have a passion for and from the truth is is from what i'm seeing you've experienced plenty already in your career and then some you know have your aspirations as, as a musician or hell as a human being have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry like do you see things differently today oh absolutely i mean i was just kind of a kid when we started we were 17 um and i just wanted to be in a big band that played big stuff but like now i definitely want so much more i mean there's so much more to it that i want to do and i just i think one of the the big goals for us is we wanted to be one of those bands that you remember in the decade where one of those names that defines that decade of music like i really wanted that for us and obviously we have a very very long way to go and i'm fine with that but i'm going to keep working towards getting there and i want to be known as a performer now just because that's something that i really want to progress with and you know film and fashion obviously is a hobby it's probably not something i'll ever get paid to do or like something i'm going to be known for but like in terms of dressing myself and this band and trying to work out the character and the the atmosphere and the look and keep moving forward with that. It's definitely something that I want to be known for. And it's, it's going to be something I really take into other albums from here and see where it gets me. And it really gives Thornhill a personality. I feel like more personality than a lot of the bands we're seeing nowadays. Like, you know, it's, it's really, it's a really great thing to see. And, I didn't know how much you were involved in film until we spoke here. So it's, we got to link up. When do you, when do you come to, I don't know if you can think of it at the top of your head. When do you get here with era in Dallas? I'm thinking uh, right around the corner though, right? Uh, I think it's halfway through July. Man, you guys just toured the States and you guys coming back. It's exciting. I, I know yeah. you guys are playing at trees. I don't know if you played at trees before. Um, what was the venue you played at when you were here with Dayseeker? Do you remember the venue? I can, I literally have my tour pass. <laughs> In my rain. Uh, All right. It says in Dallas. Dallas. Uh, Dallas, we played the loft. 
Trees, I think, is a little bit bigger. Trees is a very classic. It's a cl- one of the most classic venues you'll ever see. Um, I don't know and, if Dallas uh, liked this that much. Oh, we love. Are you kidding yeah, me? Dallas, Dallas was very uh, much like eyeliner. <laughs> Ooh, it was funny. It was one. Of, it was a weird show. Man, I wish I would have been at that show now, man. I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, you would. I'm, you I'm kicking seen, myself for missing that show. Of, uh, even, but, even some of the girls in the front row was like. Ooh, it was funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, here's the thing: we're gonna link up at the show. Hopefully, we can do another in-person interview when you get when you guys get here. For sure. At Trees, sure. Um, we're gonna obviously we'll stay in touch after this interview, man. This has been so great. Now we're gonna end things. We've been I feel like we've been serious. Let's let's uh, tone things down a notch. We're gonna get to that surprise here, okay? Yeah, you might want to mm-hmm. finish up your coffee here. All right, we're gonna do something mm-hmm. fun here called, and I do this all with all my guests. They love it. I'm gonna do something called the lightning round. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go down the list, Jacob. You just have to think quick on your feet. I'm going to ask you one or the other. You have to pick. All right? You good? Oh, man, you're you're no problem at all. All right, here we go. Uh, test question. Capital of Australia. Fuck. Oh, God. Is it in Canberra? <laughs> you got it. I, I can't remember. I, I asked, Thank God. I asked Will God, this I'm question. Fly. This is bad. This is bad because we've spent a whole interview of you saying I'm smart, but I'm only smart at music, and that's it. I'm actually fucking stupid. <laughs> You got to be so careful here. I'm so dumb. All right, dude. I'm like crying right now. This is this is hilarious. <laughs> I'm as blonde as you can get. Honestly, it's horrible. I'm actually drinking a blonde Starbucks. Look at that. Um. All right. Yes, it is Canberra. Oh, you got it. Now. You got it. All right. That was a test question. I think I asked Will this. I, I forgot what he said. Um. <laughs> shout out to Will again from Wind Waker. All right. Here we go. Green or blue? Oh, blue. Vegan oh, or no. You don't know? What did you say? Yeah, my favorite meat. Uh, vegan or meat. Okay. Coffee or tea? Tea. Oh, we were drink were you drinking coffee just now? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna but say I'm, like a, I'm a herbal tea man. Okay. I gotta get back into tea now. Cats or dogs? Dogs, easy. Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Game of Thrones, yeah. Oh, you didn't even uh hesitate. All right, Lord Mex- of the Rings, Wait yeah. a second. You did the ah, usually it's the other yeah. way around. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Oh, well, last season in Game of Thrones was mad. Yeah, okay. Uh, pre-season eight, I think. That's that I should read yeah, that easy question. Game of Thrones. All right, Mexican food or Italian food? Oh, I'm a Mexican doubt after America, so I'm gonna say Italian. So here's here's I'm gonna tell you this. When you guys get to trees, right next door, there is a taco place. It you is can tell yourself. Abs- Dude, we'll, we'll, we'll hang out there. Trust me. It is absolutely amazing. I, I always tell yeah. the artists that uh, that are on my show to go to that place. And they, trust me, you may want to make sure you keep track of your time because you're not going to want to leave that place because it's absolutely yeah. amazing. Uh, I forgot, I I forgot the name of the place. Yes, right next to trees. All right. Would you rather climb a, climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Jump from a plane? Yeah, I've done that and it's fun. All right. I would love to do that. Yeah, I've done it twice actually. It's great. I already booked that's my next sick. skydive. <laughs> I'm I'm oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a crazy ass like Hope that. So. Right. Um uh country or hip hop? Hip hop. All right. I was just thinking we should do an interview while skydiving. I'm down. Hell yeah. I love hot. <laughs> hey, so this is I'm Jacob so from down. Thornhill, and you're listening I'm to like, interview. <laughs> and I just and I follow you and we'll do the interview in the air. That's an idea. The whole time. All right. I don't know if okay. Oh, here's one. If you were to spend one day in the world of the last movie you watched, where would you be and where and would you survive? Oh, shit. What's the last movie I watched? 
well, I'm watching a series with my girlfriend right now called The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. Just because Hell House was so good. Uh, we're watching that right now. Where are you right now? What episode are you at right, right now? I finished I it. I think we're nice. like, oh, you finished it? Yeah, yeah. Ethan told me that it's really good because I've been putting it off because it's not scary and I'm a real big horror fan. So um, we're like three episodes in maybe. Okay. Three it, or four. It, I know it, it's a little slow probably, right? It is. It, it is picks up. Slow. It picks up. But dude, this is, uh, I if I were to watch one of the two again, I would watch not only uh, i would watch haunting of hill house again only because i watched it like three times dude it's such an amazing show such the, an the, amazing the, show. the episode with two storms the one the sh- the episode with two when with it's two, just like one yeah, shot when it's just two when it's just two shots oh, it's I just, dude i get goosebumps talking about that, it absolutely. oh my lord oh that it went yeah when it goes from the funeral home to the uh, spoiler alert oh my god yet, the yeah. funeral home to, to the mansion dude i have a I was just talking about this with my friend the other day. I, I mean, dude, I can't like, I think I'm a closeted like horror fan. And I think oh, this I show that. is like getting me out there. Your, I'm appreciating your gateway there. But yeah, two yeah, storms, yeah. a thing of beauty. And of course, that scary scene I'm in episode sorry. eight or nine in the car. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Oh, in the car? Oh, that's <laughs> dude, I, I jumped. I jumped like yeah. that. Dude, I've never jumped like during oh, a horror. My girlfriend fucking <laughs> just shakes me. She's that, like, she just jumps that hard because she's, she's an actress. So, she oh, wow. like her and I really well. She's the actress from Hollywood music video. Holy shit! I gotta watch that again. After that, that's Man. that's how we met. We met on set. To, okay, I, I have it saved. I'm um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to look this up. Um, I was gonna say I shot films since I was uh, I was an actor too. Um, I was in I was in theater. Yeah, I was in theater arts growing up. So both all my me and my brothers we we still shoot movies like homemade movies. Anyway, that's a whole different that's discussion. So um, yeah, I was gonna say Bly Manor. I know this is a lightning round. This is like the turtle round mm-hmm. now. Like, uh, but Blind Manor, it's I'm gonna tell you this right now. It's emotionally heavy, especially at the end. Yeah, I have I to. Had, yeah, yeah, I have to. Like after that, I had to kind of just take like a deep, deep, like a deep breath. I'm like, oh, I don't think I, I. You have to mentally prepare yourself to watch. I have to mentally prepare myself to watch Blind Manor more than Hill House. What does that Hill say? House. So both All of them right. are good All in their own respective. Yeah, uh, Ethan shows. said that he was like, "It's not Hill House, but it's really good." And I was yeah, like, okay, and uh, the twist isn't the twist that you're thinking. There's a twist in there. I'm not okay. sure what it is, but I, I do, you're gonna have I to have like, to you're gonna have to like let me know like what what, what your will, opinion is after you finish it. Anyway, uh, where were we? Okay, did you say you would survive in Bly Manor? Because that was the last world. Like, you... Okay, yeah. So like, far, so far like, now, I don't think I would survive there. Did you watch the black and white episode yet? No, no, holy shit. Okay, I'm not gonna say anymore. Okay, there's a, okay, there's an okay, episode okay, where it's okay, just okay. black and white, it's so good. Yeah. Cinematography is right. great, it may give you ideas for I'm next music video. All right, Halloween or yeah. Christmas? Halloween, I love Halloween. My bird is in October, so obviously, I gotta pick. Oh, Halloween. that's so sick. Right. I want to be in America one day for it. So, oh, dude, you have to because I feel like Halloween mm. it kind of just sets everything up for the holiday season down here, it's yeah, in, insane. And again halloween stranger things drops in like two days i'm so excited for that so mm, i love i love true. that show anyway uh la or new york new york 13 or butterfly butterfly <laughs> why are you laughing it's barely a winner it's barely a winner 13's good man I, I like 13 it dropped in 2016 it, but it's, it still holds up well today again all right i love that anyway those are your two eps and for anyone who doesn't know all right would you rather be able to move things with your mind or know the future I'll move things with my mind. I don't okay. care about the future. Okay. These things get really ridiculous. If Voldemort offered to give you a hug, this is so stupid. Would you accept? <laughs> Voldemort? Yeah. 
Falcon out. Yeah, he's gross. No, he, you never know. You could change Tom Riddle's Get life with fingernails a hug. around me, bro. Yeah. Oh, actually, would you hug Tom Riddle? Maybe Voldemort. Oh yeah, nah. he's sexy. <laughs> Tom Riddle. Yeah, shout out Tom Riddle. Uh, that's a good that's answer, actually. Riddle. All right. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals. I don't care about people. <laughs> I've had people who tell me, "Yeah, I can talk to my dogs," but yeah, it's, uh, I talk to my so, dog. <laughs> yeah. That this is uh, <laughs> this is actually my dog. He's actually sitting outside my door oh, right now. Cute. That's that's Rocket. I adopted him about two years ago. That's why I keep this door shut because um, anytime I do my interviews, he's always trying to get in, thinking like I'm like yelling mm. or something, having fun. Or something. All right, <laughs> last one, that. last one, Jacob. I know we've we've we, this has been a great conversation. All right, there's a time machine in front of you. It says mm-hmm. the destination is the first concert you've ever attended. Where are you, oh. and what do you remember the most about this day? And do you take the trip? Shit. Um, the first show I ever went to, I think, was Metallica at Rod Laver Arena. On what? Magnetic tour. Yeah. Okay, that's it. That's the best answer I've ever had. When you have Metallica yeah. as your first show, I don't think you can mm. beat that. Do you still have the? Yeah. I don't know if you're a sentimental person like me. Do you I have the shirt. Do you have the shirt? Do you have the I've, and I've the ticket stub? Do you have like pictures no, from that? I don't oh, okay. Have tickets or okay. Just the t-shirt. It, it was a very long time ago. Who did you I go? I was like twelve. You go with your parents? Um, uh, no, I actually went with a friend and his family from from choir because I used to be in a choir. Um, and my parents wanted to go, so they also bought tickets and were in another part. So I don't know, they were weird. But um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a crazy experience. Man, Metallica. My first, my first show ever was obviously you know in Texas. The popular band here is Pantera, so I got True, to see. Pantera, yeah. So I got to see Dimebag. Uh, two months before he got shot on stage, 2004. Wow, true. Yeah, it was here. It was, it, that was a crazy show. It was with Dimebag. It was with Breaking Benjamin right when they were breaking into the scene. The U's, mm. Switchfoot, the Donna's, yeah, huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Bowling for Soup. It was a very crazy. Bowling was my, for Soup. God, <laughs> my mom actually babysat the, the lead singer's uh, kid from Bowling for Soup like the next day. No shit. And she was That's like, hey, so did, you see, did, you see, did you see that guy in the show last night? I'm like, what guy? Uh, Bowling for Soup. I'm like, yeah, why? How do you know that band? Yeah, I just baby, I just met the guy. I just, I was, uh, uh she runs, she, she was running a daycare, and uh, his kid was oh, no anyway. Way. Anyway, that's fun so fact about that. But man, dude, that's has been great. Uh, Jacob, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, man. This has been awesome, bro. Of um, I thank can't you wait until you're. No, thank you, dude. I will keep you posted once this episode airs. You can share with all your fans worldwide. This will be a worldwide uh, interview for everyone to hear. I want people to know about who you guys are because it's very important. Man, uh, do you have any last words, just any shout-outs, anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as Thornhill before or the new album? I know you have that tour coming up. Well, is it, heroin, is it ten- heroin June 3rd. Yeah. Um, has that tour been announced yet with ERA? Which one? It has, right? Yeah, it yeah, has. yeah, it has. It has. Yeah. Okay. Now we got a headline to uh, in three or four weeks now in Australia. I need to come um, down to Australia. I keep saying, yeah, dude, these right venues, you, 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 I haven't renewed my password yet. It's been sitting next to my window. I've just been keeping it there and I have not mm-hmm. renewed it. I got to renew it and come down and see you guys. Cause um, I'm, I'm crazy like that. I want to, is it, is the Outback is everything they say it is. Is it a crazy ass? Uh, it's you don't like, want to go out we, there. <laughs> we live in the city. Like, so no, everyone. I love how the, so I love how the major scattered. cities are like all on the coast. I've never seen oh. anything like that before. But I don't know if you ever yeah, like, well, I like wouldn't in the go. middle of it. 
<laughs> no, nah, fuck that. They got big ass spiders and shit. Like you've already been no. in Texas. I think that's enough for you. <laughs> no, exactly. It's just like my nan lives in the country, and okay, like, okay. the snakes. Oh my god, the the brown snakes there are insanely massive and scary. So it's like, like, I'm all yeah. good. Uh, well, it just rained a thunderstorm out here, so we're gonna get we get snakes all the time that come out like in the yard sometimes. And my yeah. dog, my dog, dude, my dog was playing with a snake the other day. He thought it was oh like a God, he what? killed a snake thinking it was a toy. That's crazy. That's he was playing crazy. with the snake thinking it was a toy and he killed it. Anyway, no shit. <laughs> it's insane. But uh, Jacob, I'm gonna let you go here. Uh, this has been awesome. Let's stay in touch, obviously. Um, of and everyone who's listening, this is Jacob from Thornhill. Heroin drops, like he mentioned, on June 3rd, drops on UNFD. Do us a favor, uh, buy the record because the bands can't do it without your help. I still, I'm old fashioned. I still buy like hard copies of records that's sitting in the corner of my room. I still buy vinyl. Sure. People are coming out with cassettes mm. nowadays. It's the works. Mm. Um, but don't forget, you can listen to this podcast, all major podcast streams out there, everyone. Check us out on interviewonfire.com. Jacob, uh, I'll let you go here, man. Uh, have a great day. Have a great a week leading up to the release. Um, I can't wait for people to hear this album. I'll keep you posted when this episode drops and I will see you next time, my brother. Much love. Sick. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate All right, it. Stay in touch, man. I'll see you later. I'll see you in Dallas. Okay? Thank you. Dude. Stay in touch. Yes. We will right. be there very soon. All right. Later, buddy. Peace Bye. out. See you, man. I want you to Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.